This is COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast. This is the third episode of COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast Series 2 with me, Karen Omai. In this particular episode, I'm joined by my colleague, Mate Tongola, who was directly, very, very directly affected by coronavirus. Of course, we know everyone was affected by coronavirus pandemic. People lost their loved ones, yes. People lost their jobs, yes. People were separated from their loved ones, yes, because they were living in different areas, they were living in different cities or in different countries. But there's this special group of people who lost their loved ones. Maybe they lost their parents, they lost their sisters, they lost their brothers. Grieving the death of a loved one coupled with the challenges that came in with COVID-19 it's not easy. And Matt here knows exactly what that feels like. And he's joining me in this episode as we continue discussing about COVID-19 and mental health. You're listening to COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast. Mate, you can introduce yourself. Who's Mate Tongola? Thank you so much, Karen. My name is Mate Tongola. I'm a reporter standard. I've been here for 13 years. I started my career 15 years ago, so I worked two years in Mombasa, and then I came to Standard for 13 years, where I'm a reporter, I'm also a producer and a news presenter. Yes. Besides that, I hear that Mate wears many hats. Besides journalism, what else do you do? Okay, I'm a father, uh-huh. father of three, happily married for 10 years. I also run a courier company called Malik Courier, where I transport goods from London, Dubai, and New York to Nairobi to and fro. I'm also a driver. During the weekends, I do the Uber driving. And I'm also a reporter and a presenter. Good. Well, and also have a YouTube channel. Good. Was your business affected by coronavirus? Yes, it was affected, but in a good way because people are not traveling. So I used to transport goods for them to and fro. Oh, yours was in a positive way. In a positive way, yeah. You didn't get losses all. So away from that, I know that uh, your mom passed away last year, late last year, because of COVID-19. Correct. You can explain to us. Of course, it's difficult, but how was that? It was on the 14th of August last year. The issue is she used to stay at home with my dad only. I'm the last one. So everybody has gone, the brothers in London, others in New York. Then I'm the last one here in Kenya. So I'm the only person who visits them. Something like corona could not cross our minds because they live in like the rural home, like in our village. village. So And they don't have visitors per se. The only people who come there, they are close relatives. But all along she had underlying issues like diabetes, hypertension, she had arthritis. So those are the ailments that we used to manage for like 10 years. For a decade, we've been treating that. So that three days prior before she died, like on the 12th, she was complaining of coughing and then she was not breathing well. So I advised my dad to take her to hospital, of which he did. And then, and then when the doctor just saw her, they knew this is COVID. So they took her for testing and they said, yeah, it's been confirmed. She was taken to isolation. But they didn't ask my dad if the, she, she is the wife. So my dad was also positive, but he didn't know. He was strong. He didn't have the symptoms. He had fever during the evening and during the morning. And then now my mother was taken to isolation. That's when we dispatched our sister. She lives around the same area, so she went to the hospital to see my mom. But she could not even like come closer because that time we still had the stigma about COVID patients. So my dad was there. He was told, hey, the person you brought here is in isolation. Just go bring her personal effects. She went to the station. So my dad went back home with my sister, and then 
that even my dad also fell ill. I called the doctor. I was like, my dad was there, and then this was a habit. So he was like, just prescribe this medicine for him, and then let him just stay at home. So that was on the 12th. From the 13th, the station got to us. So the doctor, he was explaining to me that my mother had pneumonia, had arthritis and diabetes, and now he had COVID. Actually, he, he told me that the virus had perforated her lungs 18 over 20. I don't understand the, the medical terms, but it was severe. So he recommended some drugs from Nairobi, and they could only be bought at a place called Kikuyu. And the doses were so expensive. I remember I spent 92,000 buying them. And then he told me, even if you can get a plane to fly the medicine home, do it today. We don't have now, time. What, what were the medicines for COVID arthritis? Or... No, 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 for COVID because according to the explanation, the virus had perforated the lungs. the lungs. So all the time she could breathe in, the water could go into the lungs. When she tries to breathe out, she can't. So they put her on oxygen. How long did she stay in the hospital? One day. Just a day? Just one day in isolation. The next day the doctor have sent the drugs via her plane. Huh. Actually, she went to ICU. So they used the first dosage. At around midday, the doctor called me, tells me, hey, chief, things are getting worse. Just prepare for anything. Mm. So I told the doctor, just do anything you can because that's my mom. He kept giving false hope, but there was something inside me was telling me, no, your mother's not okay. Your mother's not okay. I had asked for permission at work for remember, my leave. I remember you were to go and leave. I, I started to leave on that Friday. <laughs> it's, it's, I remember when I came in, because you were in the morning in the morning shift. Exactly. So when I came in the afternoon, I asked, Matt, are you going for leave? You said, yeah. I asked, are you going home? Then I, you said, of course, I must go and yeah, see my mom. Yes. I, that, that Friday, actually, when I was going to leave, my mother was being admitted that day. So on Saturday at around midday, the doctor called me again. He was like, hey, I have, to, I have very sad news. I asked him, like, is she gone? No. How did that make you feel? I, it is something I cannot even mention my worst statement. It's very, very, it's so tormenting, you cannot even explain to someone what you're going through. Mm. And then everything, like, I, it's just crazy. So after 30 minutes again, he called me saying, I'm sorry, now you can just come prepare for burial because it's a COVID patient, you have to do it immediately. Yeah. And I'm in Nairobi, I've just like started my leave, like then even the village, people have the stigma that these are COVID patients, are COVID so they are not even coming there to like help and everything. And then my mom is dying at 12.45pm on Saturday. My father has gotten worse at home, so he's brought to the same hospital, but they have gone to another ward. So they, they, oh. they discover my dad has COVID and it's now severe. Now they take him to another isolation center, away from this hospital. And then so, now the doctor is like, he brought the wife here. the other day, two days ago. So don't tell him that the wife has passed on. Because so they didn't just, tell him Yeah. That. And then they, they told my then sister. how did you tell him? How did he, he come to know that the wife? They even wife. snatched the phone from him. Who told him finally? So I asked the doctor. The doctor, the doctor is still a very cooperative guy. So he told me, I have a counselor. You'll have to go and talk to your father. But don't bury your ma- mother before your father knows, number one. Because number two, if comes to discover later, you can even lose it. Yeah, because, because of the of, mental yeah. stress and yeah. everything. Now, so here I'm coordinating the funeral of my mother. I'm coordinating, I'm traveling home. My family is there, my young family. And then my mother is gone. At home there is no one. I'm calling my relatives, like my the brothers to my father. They're like, there's nobody here, we're waiting for you. Oh, and you were very close to your mother. Hey. You're the last We, we can't even describe that. When she died, actually, she had some money she had kept for me. 
Really? Until today, I've not gone even to check for the money. She had kept some good money for. She was like, my bank should tell me like, send me money. I have to. I've seen some land somewhere. I wanted to purchase. You send money. She was even in some circle. I'm shocked. <laughs> she was even in some serious circle. She had some very serious money then. She was not even now employed or something. But the money we used to send her, my relative, my brothers, that's used to. She knew yeah. how to invest. Exactly. Now speaking of the COVID and the the funeral, you know people from from West Kenya, part of the country, we don't like hurry burying our loved ones. But you had to do it faster, faster, because at at the beginning of the pandemic, we were told victims of coronavirus they have to be buried in a few hours after they they had died. I remember your your mother's funeral was almost immediately. Hey, how did actually you I think that is the thing that made me lose my mind because I have not come up to the idea that I've lost a parent. I'm over thirty years, and in my lineage, there is no immediate family member I've ever lost, oh. and I thank God for that. The closest person I've ever lost was my grandmother, and that was I think nineteen ninety two. So I've never lost anyone. I've never dealt Very with the grief. Close. Yeah. Now so, Corona comes and goes with your mom. Yes, she dies on a Saturday. The doctor says you have to bury her on Monday. So I'm there. She died on Saturday. I left Nairobi on Sunday evening. So Monday morning I'm there. My dad is still in isolation. And you are supposed to bury your mom. We have not even bought a coffin. And then you know they have say, they, they say in our tradition you have to slaughter a, a cow. Who's coming to eat even the cow? The church people that come here to bury. So I'm going there. Just arrive like this, you're like, my uncle is asking, do you have a coffin? Where are you going to bury? Blah, blah, blah. Who's going to bury to dig the grave? They're supposed to be paid a certain amount. So I'm there. I went to the morgue. I saw her. Went to buy the coffin with my friend. Two of us. Mm. With my wife. Three, actually. Wow. You had to do things like... Yeah, I'm because not. there's nobody doing it. My father is in isolation. So you're going there like the worst bit. That's the first time I broke down when I was choosing the coffin for my mother. You're like, ah, this is not soft. Hey, give me the one with the pillow. Give me a white one. I don't want the black one. I don't want the brown one. And then you start bargaining about how much is this at 6,000? I have 20. No, 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 no. Take this. It was really You're talking about your mother. I, that was the saddest part ever. You talked about the stigma. Now, it was COVID-19. People were afraid it's in the village. How did you get the help that you needed from the villagers? Let's say. Actually, I can say 80% turned away. The people who buried my mother are not people known to me. Sometimes I go to watch the video, I'm like, who are these people? I don't know those people. What happened to the villagers? They were afraid. They were afraid of COVID. Did your father manage to come to the funeral? Yeah, he came on the final in the burial day. Under MOH guidelines, the Minister of Health. In a span of three days, we, we are done with everything. everything. Like, yeah. I stayed there for two days. Oh, you did? Yeah. Now, speaking of staying there, how is life home? Actually, it had not hit me. It hit me once when I was buying the coffee, then I forgot about it. I stayed there for a week. I came back to Nairobi. I didn't cry all this time. I didn't cry at all. I was like, I'll be okay, it'll be okay. But I was worried about my dad. But Were you holding in some? Yes, 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 yes. Why? And then my wife discovered that I was ailing inside because I had temper issues. Even on the road, I had road rage. Even at home, I could just slap the kid for nothing. Because you were angry. Yes, I was very angry, Why but didn't I didn't. you like maybe speak to someone? Or I, you I, 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 you know, men, we, be, we believe you're strong. Then the worst bit happened. I stayed in Nairobi. I came back after five days. I stayed in Nairobi for three days. Then something told me, go visit your dad. So I remember 
my wife advised me not to drive so i took a plane and i went so in the plane i was reading the newspaper then i saw my mother's obituary and imagine the worst bit is it was not that day's paper the what? day my mother was buried food i don't know who left the paper there so i'm just reading the paper and all it's a new old newspaper so it hit you did you cry this time Robert? no i didn't cry so i went home and when i reached home my dad was around but i think he didn't want to see me why i think i had invaded his space because he was also mourning the wife oh so he wanted to be alone he wanted to be alone but i didn't realize that and then when i went there i was like all the time when i come here I always find my mother sitting on that chair because she had arthritis. She would ask the chamber boy to come and open the gate for me. So this time around, everybody is gone. So I'm there opening the gate for myself, closing it. I go there, drive there. Then I am looking at my father. It's like he doesn't even want to come and see me. And then when I turned on my right, I saw the grave. Now that is when I mourned my mom. I remember that's when I mourned. Like I think for three hours, I, was, I didn't even leave that car. And my father didn't even come to bother with me. Everyone was in their own world. We were just the two of us. So I tell you, it's my mother, my father, and me the last one. Mm. It's yeah. really tough. Yeah, it's very tough. What can you tell people who who suffered, like people who lost their loved one because of corona? What can you tell them? Because su- everyone is suffering. You talked about the stigma. Actually, the biggest issue, I think, it's affecting a lot of people. People don't talk about it. People don't. People hold up. I have family members who are still mourning my mother. Me, I thank God. You can talk about I can talk about There are people cannot, you don't even mention my mom's name. Like yesterday, my elder sister had gone to the hospital to collect the death certificate. Apparently, it's collected after six months. So she was told to hand over the national ID. I'm just checking on the national ID, she was crying. Talk about it, just like a divorce. Tell people, hey, this was my wife, but we divorced because of A, B, C, D. Talking about is part of the grieving. I, I, I believe myself. So speaking about it out loud has helped you come. Actually, writing a lot about it. I yeah. write a lot. And sometimes I even write then at 3 a.m. And then just write about my experience. And then in the morning, I'll just click Control A, then delete. Ah, you just write about it, then you delete. Yeah, just Why don't you keep the notes? No, yeah. I don't. It's a, it's a very sad story because mm. I've told you about the things I went through. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing COVID taught me, it's about... The stigmatization is not supposed to be there. People have, government has to find ways to fight stigmatization, especially in the villages. In our village, people come to draw water from our well. People didn't even, they stopped drawing water from there. Well, what do I say, Mate? Thank you so much for allowing to share your story with us, and uh, we wish you well. That is it we had for our third episode of COVID-19 and mental health. Remember, as Mate has said, it's very, very important for anyone who has lost a loved one to grieve. For your sake, for your loved one's sake, it's good to get out the anger, the pain, or whatever you're feeling after losing a loved one. Because definitely it's not easy. We are never going to get used to losing our loved ones. But grieving is part of the healing process. Whichever way you do it, kindly get it out of the system for the sake of your mental health, for the sake of the people 
who are around you. You can find someone to talk to. You can find something to do to get it out of your system. It's very, very important. And kindly, you can listen to this very, very special episode on our website at www.standardmedia.co.ke. Also, you can get this particular episode and other episodes of COVID-19 and mental health on Spotify. You can also follow me on Twitter at Karanomai, follow at Zubeida Kanano, follow at Dr. Masi Korir, and follow at Tony Makoha so that we can continue this very, very important, very, very special conversation about COVID-19 and mental health. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. COVID-19 and Mental Health Podcast.